everybody, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. This is Matt. We are joined by... Mark Creviston. Welcome, Mark. Glad to have you with us. Yeah, uh, you're a listener of the podcast, correct? I am. Yes. What, do you, what do you think? How, give us a little feedback. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, once I saw you were doing it, I thought, that's a really cool idea. Um, there's not a lot of talk about high school sports other than... I mean, in our area, other than seeing somebody at their local restaurant or bumping into them at a gas station or Water cooler social media. Stuff, yep. so Fair enough. All cool. right. We got one, at least, Sean. I know we got another. Donovan Duffy listens yeah. <laughs> to us faithfully. Uh, I got razzed pretty hard at lunch today by a couple guys. Uh, I think they were jealous that we oh, actually yeah. have this. It's It's been a lot of fun, so. Super fun. Um, all right, let's just jump right into it. Girls basketball, what a week they had. Yes, it was just the one game last week, last Thursday. It was against Plainfield, county rival, and they got a 10-point victory, a first in over 20 years. I mean, That's I think amazing. it was 1992 was the last time they beat Plainfield. So. Right. And I was at the game, Jess and I both. It was uh, it was a grinder. Like, it it was kind of slow moving at the beginning of the game. Daniel just didn't – they looked out of sorts for the most part. And then the fourth quarter hit and something – I don't know, something just clicked with them and they just kind of pulled away. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was awesome. Energy awesome. was really, really high. I mean, I think that's kind of a, uh, a boost to your, your season because, you know, we're going to talk about their schedule a little bit. But, I mean, things have kind of been wacky with the football team yes, still going wacky. forward. So uh, games and when they thought they were going to be have kind of been shifted. Uh, looking ahead at this week, you know, they play Ritter on Thursday. They play again on Friday night. Yep. So, I mean, things are going a little bit crazy. Having that victory, I think, is huge for your program. Oh, yeah. And like you said, I mean, it was supposed to be played on Friday. So now that one day to extra to prepare isn't there. So now the girls are in a completely different mindset as far as going into that Thursday. It's okay. Oh, I got to get in my like game ready right. now so but no i mean county rival bigger school i mean obviously that streak it meant a lot to uh, coach may like i said she played at avon she's been a coach here at danville now for the past you know few years and she understands what that that kind of win plainfield seems like it's plainfield brownsburg the mm -hmm. last you know five to six years as far as who's coming out on top on the, in the county. So right. to be able to get over that hump mentally now more than just getting the victory is bigger than anything. Well, what did your wife feel like? I mean, you know, so she played basketball almost oh, yeah. to playing field every year? <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it was one of those things. And she, she, it was getting like personal to her up in the stands. It was hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't, I, like I still wear my coaching hat on when I'm up in the stands. Like I'm just breaking stuff down. She was completely into the game she was every little foul that was made or she, she's not a huge fan of coach Benj over there at playing field so every time he would get mad she would just start clapping or doing something else it was awesome it was actually really funny to watch i, I can imagine. <laughs> she's gonna listen to this i don't care she knows it no i'm not even i, I just think it's cool to, for these girls to you know, experience what they did last year i mean going to the final four i mean what a great amazing experience that but then kind of come back and and beat this team uh let me kind of pause real quick mark um just for those that don't know you i mean what's your history are you a danville native uh, yep born and raised in danville um k through 12 uh, after i graduated well while in high school i played basketball and football and 
uh, after graduating, I was going to school to be a teacher and a coach, got into coaching and coached here from 2005 till roughly 2013, 14, somewhere around there. Took a one-year hiatus in the middle there and coached down at the middle school. But um, Football? Yeah, basketball? football. Okay. I did help out with uh, basketball for half of a season uh, before I left to go to basic training. Okay. Uh, I'm in the Army National Guard, so um, I helped out with basketball for a short stint. Right. But uh, mainly involved in football around here and uh, do you remember as a student athlete um, any kind of games like that playing field game where you kind of got that monkey off the back um honestly off the top of my head not really uh-huh. um, I mean we were pretty competitive in the sports that I played and we didn't really have a in-county rival that I could I mean, I remember going back to middle school. Avon was always our big rival in basketball. Right. But as far as high school, it was pretty evenly matched. Um, we would be diehard into football, you know. Uh, we were successful, and then our first game of the season was always Avon. Uh-huh. And wow. we were not mentally prepared to play Avon. Right. We came, I think, my senior year, if I remember correctly, the first game of the season we played them. We had five seniors, all football players. All five of us fouled out the first game of the season. <laughs> wow. So we were not uh, wow. mentally ready to play. Right. So we never really got over that hump with them. Uh, we did beat them, I think, my junior year. Um, and I, honestly, we may have lost to my junior year, too. Yeah. So I don't think that's a hump we got over. So we didn't really have an in-county rival like that that right. we got over that hump with. Yeah, I think it's hard to imagine 20-plus years losing. Well, yeah, then it becomes just like, it's like a habit, you know what I mean? It's right. like, oh, it's playing field, it's loss. Like, it's, it's hard, and I think that's, Kaylee being from Avon, playing at Avon, she understood the whole playing field dynamic of it as well. Right. That helps the girls get over that hump, and, you know, like, just, ah. Well, I think even, like, you know, talking about building blocks, now, going forward in your season, you have, you have nothing to fear. I mean, you yep. just beat this team... You know, and it doesn't even matter. Like, you know, somebody could say, oh, it's an off year or whatever for Plainfield, but who cares? No, no I mean, like, does. you've got to imagine somewhere in that 20 years they had an off year and still came in and beat Danville. Right. Uh, so now, like, you've got, I mean, really, you've got nothing to lose. I mean, move forward, like, go chase those dreams because you were able to get over that massive hump. And, and that's the thing. Like, they can't dwell on it because they have the two games this week. It's You can't, okay, you enjoy it for the night, maybe into Saturday, but then – you know, yesterday, Monday, you know, practice comes in. You got to get focused for Ritter, who has been a sectional opponent, opponent the last couple of years for them. So mm-hmm. they got to get refocused. And then you turn around and play Cascade the next night, who you lost to right. the year before over at their place. So it, that's what's kind of nice about it. You got to turn around and get refocused and, right. you know, just kind of back in that mindset of, okay, it was nice. We enjoyed it. It's over time to refocus yes one of those things in high school sports you know you can never get too high after a win too low after a loss it's a long season you sound like coach barber (laughs) (laughs) good mentor um it's one of those seasons you know basketball like that where and same with most of the other sports too the real season starts when the playoffs come so right you take your lumps and bruises along the way and if you get a big win that's great you got to keep moving forward and getting better each each and every day and, and, and I kind of poke fun at that cliche, but you know right. most cliches are true. It's like you can't you can't get too high after a win, you can't get too low after a loss because you have to play that next game. So 
That's where culture really plays a part. Yeah. Um, you know, and any good coach is able to set that culture, keep their, you know, athletes focused, uh, you know, kind of taking culture and focus and transitioning into football. I mean, like, that's what Coach KC's had success in all season long. I mean, two years, it's hard to believe he's only been here for two years. I mean, it feels like a eternity, just like a, a great, you know, enjoyment. Um, but, like, he's got his guys focused. I mean, you can't imagine – Coming into a Chatard game for the section or for the regional final, right? right. Uh, and and just all the different things that they might have been thinking about going into that game. Well, and it wasn't the mental hurdle this year. Mm-hmm. Like last year, it was like never beaten them. Oh, and twelve, I think it was at the time. And it's like, oh, it's just Chatard, Chatard, and I can't believe we're playing them. And it's like, okay, not screwing up. And then last year, you know, it happens. And then you're coming into this year, and you're not, you're not afraid of them anymore, whether you'll admit it or not. I mean, right. it creeps into the back of your head, like this is Chatard. But since last year happened, you got over that mental hurdle. You come into this game, and it's like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can throw at us that's going to throw us off. We're going to be ready to come at you. And man, was that a revelation on right. <laughs> on Friday. That was so. Unreal. You were at the, Matt. You were at the game. Yes. And then were you able to be there? Yeah, I was there. So I was in Houston, uh, but I was able to watch the whole thing. Uh, so I mean, we all got a chance to see it. What What were your initial thoughts, guys? Never in my wildest dreams would I expect a score in Daniel's favor like that. Agreed. Against Chatard. Yeah. Any Any year, and they flat out got it done and took it to him. Very impressive. I mean, the pick six, I mean, just... Yeah, and that was kind of the thing. It's, it got off to a real slow start. Both offenses struggled, right. and it, I think going into the game, both of the offenses were the ones being touted. As good right. as Danville's defense has been all year, you know, we knew there was, it was supposed to be a test for their defense with Chatard's offense, not the traditional Chatard offense. Right. You know, Mark and I were used to seeing growing up. It was all, you know, full house backfield, quarterback leading up through the hole right. for a sweep. Right where, you know, they were spreading it out, they were throwing it all over the place, and and Danville's defense just got it done. I mean, like, they were ready for everything they threw at them. Yeah, I talked to Coach Casey uh, earlier today in the Warrior Hallway and, uh, you know, obviously congratulating him for a win and, you know, just kind of breaking down the game just a little bit. And he he talked about how uh, their quarterback was just so highly touted, you know, and just like this is a guy that's legit – but I think getting that, I mean, pick six, man, like that gets into your head. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden now you are constantly thinking about where are these DBs going to be? Are they going to jump the route? And I, I think that just was, you just couldn't have asked for a better beginning for Dan. Well, and, mm-hmm. and the sacks didn't come till later in the game, but the right. pressure was there all game. Like they, he, they were making him throw it earlier than he wanted to. Right. And, you know, we're not huge up front, but we're fast. Right. Very fast. And Plant is an animal. Right. Plant and Jackson Wynn, Nick Buchanan, Alec Burton. Yeah, that whole it's front. Just as athletic as it gets for yeah. high school defense. Well, I remember watching a play. Uh, you know, one of the – I wish I was there, but one of the cool things about watching it online was the replay. Right. And so there was a couple plays watching Burton just coming off the line on the outside and just, I mean, just mowing the guy down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was impressed um, not just defensively but offensively by um, the underclassmen. And I talked to KC about it a little bit this weekend. Um, the underclassmen play was impressive, in my opinion, yes. which is a huge bright spot looking into the future. Correct. Um, Schubert, 
is a stud running back. Yes. That do you, yeah. Well, you, another Skinner's thing. Good too, yeah, another I thing. I really like watching Schubert run the ball. Yeah, another thing. Only a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the great. So your two stud running backs are a junior and a sophomore, and they are unbelievably hard to bring down. Like, there's very few times you're going to get get them down with one guy. Right. Coach Coach was talking about how, like, last year, you know, they, they just kind of had to pack everything in the middle and try and run the ball. But this year they were able to uh, have four wideouts but still be able to run the ball as successfully as they did. And he almost seemed like that was a surprise. Like, I can't believe, like, like I believe in my guys, but I didn't think it would be this easy. Well, I love the adjustment Danville made even in the first half, like midstream. Like, it wasn't one of those halftime adjustments you saw, but I think it was in the first quarter they were they noticed every time they went play action, the linebackers would come up, and there was like three times during a drive they just hit Burton right little, over yeah right over the middle dump six seven yard pass and then he'd get an extra you know five six yards after the catch mm-hmm. and they did that was a great adjustment it really loosened them up as far as the run goes right and then once you start doing that I mean anything you, you can get anything you want well and the question is you know you go looking at the tape go all right we're gonna stop Burton in the middle well, when you do that, now you're giving the the running backs an opportunity, or right. you've got the outside receivers that are so fast that can just run down and catch the ball. I mean, really, like I don't know how we've got a lot of weapons on offense. Yes, I, I haven't seen like this many weapons on a high school team. Yes. Like it doesn't matter. Like you could go to Lucan on the outside, you can go mm-hmm. Broderick in the slot. You got Burton who can go anywhere. Right. He can light them on the outside at the tight end in the slot. Doesn't matter. And Stevens is just. Like, if he gets the ball in space, it's over. Well, Schubert can run. Yeah, and then you got Schubert and Skinner. I mean, I I don't know what you do. I played wide receiver in high school, but we didn't throw the ball that much. So right. I'm kind of partial to the running game. Right. So I, believe it or not, as a wide receiver guy, I love watching them run. And those two junior or the junior and sophomore, Skinner and Schubert, they're fun to watch. And I think they bring a balance this year to our offense that is huge. So... Well, it, it, as you know, the, the first half ended, it was 14-7. I felt pretty good about where Danville was. And then Chatar got the ball at half. And then they started going, you know, double tight, full house backfield. And they just were trying to get four, five, six yards at a time. And I was like, okay. You know, Chatar made their adjustment. This is how they're going to play it. And it's it worked for the most part, you know, in that first drive of the second half. And then Danville's defense – got that one big play where they were able to get him like four or five yards in the backfield and then as soon as they got down two scores I mean I, I won't say Chittard panicked but it was more of they understood like we're not going to be able to just grind it out right. now we got to we got to go back to the passing game right and I think you know they've had all season to improve their passing game that they weren't accustomed to in the past but it was something that watching I could see I didn't feel like they were comfortable Right. Ball. If right. we got a lead on them, I felt like we were probably in pretty good shape because, yes, they've been throwing the ball this year, but they're not – that's not their niche. It's you know? not their right. bread and butter. Right. So, and it, when, like you mentioned, they bring in that toss play. I was seeing flashbacks of <laughs> They're reverting to what they know works, what they know yep. has worked in the past. And I think we just matched up with them very well this past week. And I, be- I think that Shatar coach, it was his first year as the head coach, but he was – Long-time assistant. Yeah, long-time assistant. So – it kind of surprised me for such an offensive shift change, mm-hmm. going you know run heavy to pass heavy. It was not a little bit more balanced, I guess, for Shatard. But either way, I mean, like you said, 
the final score, I would have never guessed in a million years. Well, even the fake field goal. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how Wynn uh, caught that ball. Gate, yeah, that was that was impressive. I mean, that's demoral. I mean, that was we in talked traffic. about right. We talked. It was. I mean, I got to see that replay yeah, over and over again. I mean, like it was amazing. And I don't know, like I don't know what the initial penalty was about. I don't know if the referee just didn't understand what was happening in front of him, Potentially. or possibly. I, I know back when I coached, if you had any kind of quote unquote trick plays. The, co- the head coach talked to the referees before the game, just kind of keep an eye out. We may run this play. So they knew if you okay. lined up in that formation, um, they knew what to expect right. type thing. Now, do they still do that? I don't know. So, But it, that was the crazy part. So they they shift. They get called for the penalty. And now, okay, so your element of surprise is kind of over now, but they still run, they it. Still run it. <laughs> it was like it was unbelievable. Yeah. So And honestly, I saw Burton, I think – at the near end, kind of, I thought they were just going to try to, you know, one on one, get it to your six five, right, D one recruit right there, but <laughs> you got Jackson Wynn going out for a route and from the center position, from the center position, you know, formation is everything. It reminded me very similar of like New England Patriot type yeah. stuff. Oh, I had nightmares. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, it was nightma- awesome. I had nightmares of Iowa doing that to Ohio State. <laughs> it was not pretty. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about your Hoosiers later. Um, all right, what do you think the Chittard game did in preparation for semi-state this weekend? Well, you, you probably caught more of the Memorial Lawrenceburg game than I did, so you, you probably have a better idea of how it's going to you know like unfold, I guess. I, I watched um, most of the Memorial and Lawrenceburg game uh, from the live stream. I uh, watched it back, and they are impressive. They're a very good football team. Um, quarterback's a stud. I don't think we've played a quarterback like him yet, but I don't think he's seen a defense like what we have yet. Right. So it should be a very good matchup. Um, weather, they like to pass the ball, so the weather may play a factor. Last time I looked for Saturday. It'll be wet and cold. Um, it's going to be windy. Yeah, windy 15, too. 20-mile-an-hour winds, probably with some gusts. Maybe it'll taper off by the evening, but um, I think – if I'm Evansville Memorial and I see that Danville just beat Chittard 38-7, to my eyebrows just raised. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay, people don't just beat Chittard 38-7 unless right. they're pretty good. In the regional finals. Right. So I'm sure they're going to be well-prepared. They're probably a very well-coached team. Any team that makes it to the semi-state is a very well-coached team. Um, obviously, Danville is. You can see that week in and week out. So it should be a very interesting matchup, I think. Speaking of cold, though, so this is the second time Danville has hosted a semi-state football game. So I guess we're what what did we say seventeen years. So year was two thousand. I was just in eighth grade, so I was on. In, You're a young I, pup. Yeah, I was a, a fan, just trying to stay warm that night, and it was the coldest experience I've ever had at did any have, kind of athletic event. Did you have facial hair in eighth grade? No. None. Okay. I'm just You're just trying to picture that, aren't you? Yeah. But it's He had a little more hair up there. I was Yeah, a little more a little more up here, but that's neither here. Sorry, right man, there. sorry. It's sorry. okay. But so you were actually on the sidelines though, Mark. Yeah. What do you remember about that game? Like you said, it was cold. <laughs> um, I remember it was a Saturday game. I remember getting to the school 
probably around noon, I don't know, it was early afternoon, and looked out at the field when I pulled in, parked the car, looked over the field, and snow, it was spitting snow. I thought, man, this is going to be cold. <laughs> and um, This is before Under Armour, right? Or I think it had just recently came out with uh-huh. those last few years right, right around then, um, but it didn't matter what you wore. It was <laughs> cold. Uh, we had the heaters on the sidelines and everything, and um, it was... Definitely the coldest game I ever played in, and it was a good game. Uh, obviously, Evansville Modern Day came out on top, but um, there's a lot of things in that game, looking back, that it's one of those games where you feel like you beat yourself. So um, that's one thing that I hope this this weekend the Danville team can look back and know that they didn't beat themselves, that they left everything on the field, because uh, if they play to their potential, they're one of the – top six teams if you get catch my drift yeah. six classes in the state that's left right now so um, it should be a great game was modern day ahead of their time in Indiana high school yes, football without a doubt because so yeah what do you get, mean by that so from what I can remember so Evansville modern day they threw the ball all over the place and for a high school football team to do that the way they did right you didn't see it very often, and the year before we played them, was it Jake or Jared Schiff? Jake Schiff. Jake Schiff was their quarterback. And he that, was quarterback both years. Both years. Yeah. Okay, so Jared was like a receiver, I think. Yes. Like, he was but, an older brother that was a receiver. And this dude was an absolute... So he was completely... That Evansville team was completely ahead of their time. I think Jake Schiff still holds the state record for yardage in a season, and it's... I don't know. So now you see all basically all these high school teams. It seems oh, yeah. like throw it all over the place, which is and crazy. So like the the school I grew up at in uh, Cincinnati, uh, you know, we had the class system was one A was the best, uh, the best. That sounds horrible. It was the biggest, uh, and then whatever. Right. I don't know how many went. So we were one A, and we we lived and died by the triple option. Right. Oh, you're I preaching mean, to the choir here. Okay. That's all we ran for years. Yeah. So I mean, I think they still, still run it. Best playing football. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, because you, you run it right, you can't stop. <laughs> in high school, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you watch college, you Georgia Tech, and uh, I still love watching Georgia Tech, Air Force, yep. yeah. uh, Navy. When ran right, it's a beautiful thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but as far as being way ahead of their time, the game in itself at least at the high school level. And I may think this because we ran the option, but in 17 years since we've been in a semi-state, the game has changed so much on tempo and what the coaches are expecting their players to read and do on the fly is impressive. I mean, they threw the ball around very well. Um, they had the guys to do it, and yeah. their coach adapted, you know, made the – a good coach puts his personnel in the best situation – Correct. And best plays that they can do. Right. Um, but, I mean, like you said, the triple option, you're reading one guy. Well, with a lot of the way offenses are in now, throwing the ball with the run-pass option, the quarterback's yeah. still making that read. It's just at the next level. And he can either hand it off or he can throw it. So it's a lot the same, but it is at a little bit higher level, in my opinion. And the game has evolved, and I think Evansville Modern Day – 99 and 2000 will 
is proof that they were ahead of their time because they could do those things so well back then. So, yeah. It, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, tell me about, like, so you coach football. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did playing football in high school help prepare you for coaching football? Um, like I said, I was a wide receiver in an option offense, so I didn't get the ball much. Right. Uh, my job was basically glorified offensive line, and every now and then I could catch a pass, you know. Right. But I was a blocker primarily, and I bought into that team attitude mm-hmm. because to me there was nothing more important than a win and doing my job to help better the team. Right. And when you have that mentality going in as a coach, you already know it's not about me. It's about we. Right. So – um, I think that's why I like coaching so much because it still was the team atmosphere. Um, it prepared me in knowing the coach that I had in high school was uh, you work hard, you're going to get rewarded type type person. And I still, as a coach, when I did coach, I haven't coached in a few years, but you were, my favorite players were the ones that worked the hardest. Right. Um, Amen, brother. I would be yeah. – guilty if somebody said that I played favorites. I did play favorites because my favorites were the ones that worked the hardest. And right. Those were the guys that played. Right. So, um, you can't beat hard work. I would take hard work over talent any day of the week. I would agree with you. I would agree with you 100%. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite memories as, as a coach? Were, were you coaching here at Danville? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites was my first year coaching, uh, 2005, yeah, yeah. And we went up to Tri West, and was they were on a—I forget how many game win streak. Um, back-to-back state champions, they were good. Right. And we went up there and beat them as time expired. Our quarterback dove in the end zone, and we beat them, and it was glorious rivalry game. Right. Yeah, I mean, game. you know, you couldn't beat. It, it was. I oh, I I remember that game because it was my freshman year of college. I came back for that game specifically, and. Uh, to go into Tri West, they're supposed to beat us. Right. And yeah. li- like you said, literally the last play of the game, I'm still convinced he was supposed to go down and kick a field goal maybe at the last. Side. I don't know. I don't know at all whatsoever. But either way, the end result was he just he he got the edge. He got yeah. He got the edge and it was insane. Our students rushed the field. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, and a lot of the coaches that were on that staff were coaches when I played. So it was like I would had joined the the ranks. Joined the ranks, you know, and it was it was the last game of the regular season. That that was a lot of fun that year. And as a wide receiver coach I was spoiled to death. I know you guys had Todd Haney in here. Um he was one of my receivers. I had five wide receivers, all five were seniors that year. Wow. And they made my job very easy. Right. So you got good you got good players, they they make your job fun and they make it pretty easy. What's all right, it? that's a great segue though. Because speaking of coach, speaking of receivers, you used to coach. You used to coach, Coach Woods. Yep. Yes, I did. Actually, at my first year, um, I was the JV offensive coach, and he was a sophomore. He was a uh, JV quarterback behind Colton Cooper, who was also a sophomore, um, who was the varsity quarterback. So, Casey and I, we uh, we had a good bonding experience. I'm calling the plays, <laughs> and we're running the option. So he's my go-to. You know, he's. He's throwing the ball around a little bit. He's running it, and uh, we had a lot of fun that year. But moving into his junior year, um, I mean, he was a, he was a great athlete. He he had to be on the field, so he made the transition from, you know, playing quarterback to we just lost five 
right, senior wide receivers, right. bingo, there's your spot. And turns out the dude can catch, <laughs> the dude can block, which I personally love because, like I said, coming from an option-type orientation, I love receivers that can block. And uh, coaching him was a lot of fun. Um, he worked very hard. He stayed after practice and threw, uh, threw and caught with Colton. And he's another one of those guys that made my job fun, made me love it even more. Um, you know, we, he's a type of, he was a yes sir t- type of player. You tell him to do something, he'd do it. And I mean, I think that has shown in the way he coaches now. He's an right. uh, all business type of guy. He gets the job done and he knows what it takes to succeed. So definitely a lot of fun to coach. And then to see him do what he's doing now, it, it, it's pretty neat. So I guess my you, you have he said you said he has that like business approach, but obviously on the sidelines he is all over the place, oh, yeah. real high energy. Was it the same way as a player, or was he a little bit more reserved was, as a player? He was a little reserved as a sophomore. Once he realized that he was pretty good, um, and he may not say you know I realized I was good. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that, that type of person, but. Um, you could you could see the confidence growing. Um, you could just see, as he got older, got more mature, um, he would be the type of person who would step up and take charge. Um, he was a good leader, um, even then. So, and uh, animation, doing stuff like that. Oh my god! I saw I saw this past Friday. You know, blow the smoke off the pistols and tuck them away. I love yeah. it. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it, but now he didn't. I he didn't do that much as a player. He probably knows that I would have been like, hey, no, because <laughs> I was, it. I, yeah. But um, I love watching it. You know, he's. Uh, I don't remember him doing that stuff as a player. <laughs> but um, do you do you like that as a coach? I don't know. No, 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 no. Now let me let me let me preface this. We are not nitpicking Coach Woods. Correct. Right, because Coach Woods is who he is, and you you can never. He's a player's coach. And right. The players you, love him. Yeah. So you can't pull back anything. But like, like, I I relate more to him in that sense than like the Bill Belichick. Like I'm gonna be stone cold. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Like I feel like you have to show some emotion, especially during. I feel like during games. Because the players need to know where you you're at. Right. Like you, if it's a, like a clutch situation, you can't be going crazy and you know. Yeah, you can't be hiding head. behind the bench, like peeking over, like oh gosh, I hope we get this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to. Your players need to know that you understand the situation. You're calm. You like you're thinking about things, but you know, like during basketball games, it's easier for me as an assistant. Like so, like I'm on the sidelines during varsity games, right? And I'm, as an assistant, like I'll get into it. Like oh, yeah. you, you got to be able to motivate those players a little bit, get hyped when something happens. Yeah, it's good almost happens. a little bit easier as the assistant. No, it's very, it's very much easier as an assistant. And, but that's why you have to have really good assistants. I think it's different in basketball and football too, right? Because you're in an outdoor atmosphere where you can be a lot louder, you know, and you can motivate your guys in a completely different way on the football sidelines than you can in a gymnasium on a bench. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It is tough. But as far as being animated, and I'm a big fan of leading by example, and I love that Coach Woods has a swagger to right. him. Right. It's not, to me, it's not a cockiness. It's a, we're going to get the job done. It's your job to stop us type attitude. That's the way I see it. And... 
I think his players feed off that. And it's, yes, you can be completely all business, like you said, Bill Belichick. Right. Or you can have a little bit of animation, a little bit of fun. I guarantee you the players love it. I guarantee you the fans love it. And as long as you're winning, I think. I was about to say, as long as you're winning, I mean, that kind of changes everything because that, you got to imagine, like, a New England fan loves Bill Belichick. Right. Like, he's my jerk to hate, right? Yeah. We talked about that last week with Grayson Allen. But, I mean, uh, everybody else can't stand Belichick. But, like, when he's yours. I yeah. respect Belichick more than oh. he goes in the league. He, 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 and I don't I, like I the don't, Patriots. Yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you on that. Other it, than maybe the cheating aspect. No, but, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll overlook that. See, I was kind of like – I I am not a Pete Carroll guy though. No. See, I, I'm not a Pete Carroll guy. And he and he's one of those more kind of over the top type coaches. I feel like he's a little bit more animated on that. The NFL is hard to really. I think you know. I think. But college, I will give him credit where credit is due. He has succeeded a, a lot better than I ever thought he would at the NFL level mm-hmm. again. Like I thought he had US, the Super Bowl. Yeah, like I thought USC was the job to have right. in football. Let alone college or pro, like. Well, the, ba- the writing was on the wall to, to get out. Yes, I mean that was situational I mean, right. type deal, but I was like, yeah. So but I, I think I, the college coach has a lot more freedom to have that animation. You oh almost yeah. Need that with a bunch of it's young guys. It's a recruiting guys. tool, right? Almost. It's, I think it's big, and it's, it's one of those things. There's a fine line you don't want to cross. You know, you don't want to. Get a penalty or something stupid. Yeah. But. There's a time and place to celebrate and show some, show some excitement to your players, and you can yeah. feed off that. All right, let me ask you this, because you guys are both basketball coaches or have been. Um, do you make it a point? Maybe this isn't a fair question to ask, but do you make it a point to get a technical? No. <laughs> you don't. You don't plan on it. No, I. I would never plan on it. I won't. This will be my eighth year, which is crazy to think about. It anyway. But I've only gotten one technical in eight years. And don't get me wrong, I, I earned the one I got. But I, w- I never – I'm not – I don't want to give free po- – like, my guys know when I'm animated and when I'm hot. And, you know, they know without me having to get a technical foul. So I guess that's where I sit okay. on that. Do some coaches do that? I guarantee Well, I yes. guarantee that. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, I guarantee that. Do you think it's different because it's high school versus – College or pros? I think in college it's a little bit more intentional because you got to get your players' attention and realize you have their back. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a little bit more intentional in college. High school, not as much because it's such a shortened game and every possession matters, every point matters, right. and everything like that. So, but okay. no, I that's, curious. I mean, Just that curious. said, I mean, I've seen Coach Barber. I can't believe he doesn't have more technical fouls. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there's a finesse, man. Like, there's a finesse. That between... guy knows how to work an official. Yeah. I'm serious, man. And there, there's an art to that. There is. There is an absolute oh, art yeah. to work to working an official. I don't care what sport it is. I agree 100%. Whatever. But I'm still learning. It starts with a smile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll do you it. For any young, any yeah. young coaches out there. you got to warm up before the game, you know. you got to go over and chit-chat. Correct. Yeah. you got just let them know. <laughs> let, let them know where you stand. And yeah, the sir. I wonder if that drives them nuts. You just gotta be polite. Let them know. Let them know what how you feel, but be polite about it. 
Mr. Regatia says that uh, he wishes there was a rule passed for soccer that any time you address the referee as sir, you get an automatic yellow card. (laughs) Because most people go out of their minds and, sir, sir, but that's neither here nor there. But what else are you supposed to call them? Mr. Official? I'll tell you what, we had a we had a, a female official once, and I called her sir a couple times just <laughs> out of, you know, habit, habit. and it's like, hey, all right. I think we're pretty excited about Saturday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a 5 o'clock game, so you're not going to be out there real late. Hopefully, it stays somewhat warmish. Yeah, that's an intriguing, but that's an intriguing point to your to to your what you were saying about the quarterback. I mean, a gusty, windy day, and when you get out here in Danville, I mean, like you just have those fields, and that wind can just whip straight into the stadium. I mean, that could play huge to our advantage well, because we know we can run the the ball. Hey, their running back's no joke either. He's fast. I watched him, and uh, he's got some wheels. That's for sure. So. But like I said, I, I like our our defense. Um, if it gets down to a running game, I, I like the Warriors. But uh, it should be an interesting interesting Saturday evening. Yeah, and then and it's crazy because the, I feel like the South was loaded this year. Stacked. The, the South was absolutely packed. You had one, three, four, five, seven. That one sectional alone, I think, had four top top 10 teams in it well which uh sectional 32 so that would have been a little bit further south it was gibson southern memorial um there was two other teams there that were top 10 i think wow so then you think you know west lafayette who was ranked number one at the, or sorry number two at the time they're gonna cakewalk mm-hmm. to state and then they get upset by buff did you watch Last week, no, I didn't watch any of it. I went it. back and watched the live stream of that too. It was crazy ending. Verbuff led six to three. Lafayette went up. Uh, West Lafayette went up three to nothing on a field goal early. Verbuff scored, didn't get the extra point. Was up six three most of the game, with like two or three minutes left. West Lafayette scores, goes ahead ten to six. six. The next kickoff, Verbuff returns it off a reverse. Oh, wow. Man. West Lafayette got the ball back, uh, fumbled the kickoff return, started out on the one, and had to go 99 yards. and Just couldn't happened. do it. Holy cow. Love, love when the state tournament. That's yeah. that's the state tournament for you. It was you. a great, great ending of the game. So it, was, it was fun to watch. I don't know if they'll have to do it this time, but the last time we hosted the semi-state, they actually had to bring in extra bleachers to fit everybody. So the bleachers were a little smaller back then. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was surprised. Revamped the stadium. Yeah, I was surprised at how few Chatard fans. They did not travel well last week. I didn't well, I, I I felt that way at the beginning of the game, but then as the game started, it just, it did start to fill in a little more. Yeah. So I felt like they at least were there, right. I guess. Right. But they weren't at the end of the game. I looked over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I loved man. watching them. Oh, that was so much fun. I, and I. Bunch of us, bunch of us guys that had played here at Danville, we just kind of looked at each other. It's like, did you ever expect this score? No. I mean, no. I'm, none of us did. I expected to win. I I knew we could win. Right. Probably should win, but to dominate a Chatard team like that, I, I thought both teams were better than they were last year, but I did not expect that outcome, and I was super pumped for those kids. That's it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. This is something they'll remember. Well, here, so I got—I guess I got another topic real quick. So 
as an alumni, you go to it as much as you can, I, I assume. What's it feel like to see all the sporting programs doing as well as they are? It, like, it's just not concentrated on one program anymore. It, it, it's We're spreading the wealth around here anymore, it seems like. Danville has hired some very good coaches, in my opinion, in different sports. And, you know, you look at high school sports and a lot of – People say it's hard to build a program. It's hard to sustain a program because it's a roller coaster, you know. Right. You get a couple good classes in a row and a couple classes that aren't as good, and it's hard to maintain. I think right now Danville's got a core group of good classes, and they're definitely – the coaches are getting the kids to put in the work, and they're reaping the benefits of it. Um, I mean, you get in what you put out, and I think this – these past few years, um, this group of kids that have been in the high school in the past – three, four, five years, it just shows the type of effort that they've put in. And it's, as an alumni, you know, it makes you proud um, because you know that you put in the work and right. effort and you know that what they've gone through and it's always fun to see your alma mater, you know, succeed. So it's, but it, it's a direct reflection of the coaches, in my opinion, of each sport that's being su- successful. I think my favorite tweet that, uh, the athletic department put put out is like the IHSA classifies like eight team sports, mm-hmm. and Danville was like the rain yeah ra- the reigning sectional championship champion in six of those sports. Yeah, so impressive. yeah, I was like, you can't ask for much more, and and it's carrying over to the season. I mean, right. we've gotten three sectional championships out of the fall sports already right. mm-hmm. between girls soccer, volleyball, and now football. And then we're heading into uh, the winter, winter sports. sports, where I think it could happen just just as easily. Yeah, it's more you know, winter's more unique. You've got wrestling, which is individual. You got swimming. I mean, it's a team. It's a, they're it, both teams. They're both teams, but uh, yes. But you also have that individual opportunity, um, and then obviously boys and girls basketball. Uh, I think what's cool about what we're doing is getting a chance, like it's not just football. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, in a lot of high schools, uh, you know, people might think, oh, it's just a football program. But I mean, really, like there's so many sports, so many amazing athletes here, you know, cross country, you know, getting to look at yeah. Swisher and um, Sam Comer. Yeah, Comer, you know, I mean, like just the amazing athletes that they are and what they've been able to put in. So, I mean, it's pretty, it's been pretty awesome. Yeah, I I can't wait. Obviously, my basketball season's underway and practices, and we got a scrimmage Thursday. So, it got here quick. It'll probably go just as fast. So, it's unbelievable that next week is Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right, me. let's uh, let's wrap up with that Thanksgiving. What uh, what is your go to? Like, I need to have this at the Thanksgiving table. It's it's got to be stuffing and cranberry sauce. I right. love stuff and creamers. I mean, turkey, obviously. Right. right. I can't just pick one because i got to have my pumpkin pie, too. Dude, I'm not going to throw any kind of bows at you. Thanksgiving is <laughs> hands down my favorite holiday. Mine, mine and it's well. probably because of the food. Yes. All right. It, now, is your family a, like, lunchtime din- like lunchtime meal or dinner-type meal? Um, both. We're like a early afternoon. Okay. Stuff your face. Sit down and probably eat leftovers before I go home. See, that's the key, I think. Nap, You've got to have yep. that early afternoon so that you can reap the benefits again. Yes. Yep, early afternoon, take a little nap, watch some football, eat leftovers. Like, I that guess. is the routine on Thanksgiving Day. i got to go hunting first thing in the morning, though. Fair enough. Okay. Dude, that, that is your guy. Dude. Right. Yeah, I'm pumped about Saturday. 
Uh, I've got drill this weekend, so I can <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, so I'm, a, I'm a bow hunter, so I've been hunting already. So. Any you've you've seen anything yet? Uh, I've seen some deer, just nothing. Uh, nothing. To nothing catch. in range that's yeah. worth flinging an arrow at yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, what's your go-to then? On uh, Thanksgiving, for me, sweet potatoes like is the necessary thing. Like I have to have sweet potatoes, and I love sweet potatoes so much that they could be plain. But of course, you want that brown sugar, you want the marshmallows, you want whatever other yumminess. Um, I'm with you on cranberry stuff. Like the sauce, like out of the can, like this is what I was fed first thing, like growing up. Yeah. That was garbage. See, but, but that's the only time I eat it. Out, out of the, the can. can? Yeah, I like okay. that we said it at the same time. <laughs> okay. Like, how Don't could judge you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little judgment now, but see now on my side it's rolls. I, I don't know what it just my grandma's rolls are delicious, and you then can't uh, be grandma's cooking. And no. then on my wife's side it's her mom's, which is actually her grandma's recipe for like homemade chicken noodles. Chicken and noodles. Dude, that's oh, such a so weird good. thing to me. Oh, like, that is What, not, chicken and noodles at Thanksgiving? That's, yeah, that's not a Cincinnati thing. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, why would you have chicken and noodles when you have turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes? Th- speaking of... like, I mean, I understand it's a carb load day. Like, I'm not judging that, but I'm a fat dude. I love my carbs, but... Last thing... Just speaking of weird combinations, so we just had You're Brian... You're not going to answer the chicken and noodles. Oh, You're speaking just gonna... of Thanksgiving, though, I'm hoping that I'll be going to Lucas Oil that evening anyway. Oh, the Colts so, playing on Thanksgiving? No, the 3A football state finals is that day. Oh, oh, so oh it would be, be on Friday. Friday. It would be on the Friday. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll be carving up for the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. My bad. So, we just had uh, a new youth pastor. Okay. Brian yeah. and Logan. So they moved from Oklahoma. They did not know breadsticks with cheese was a thing. Like what? What do you mean breadsticks with cheese? Like as a, cheese is a dipping sauce. They they it was breadsticks and, and marinara. marinara. That's like, my go-to. I mean that's a go-to, but like they they saw someone like eat cheese or order cheese with their breadsticks one time, and they just like that that's a thing. Yeah, that wasn't that's not crazy to me. Okay, see that's not crazy to me Here, either. Here's, but just, here's what's crazy to me, and maybe both of you guys will pummel me out of this room. The tenderloin. It's an Indian thing. Does man. not make any sense to me. At all. I love A small one, a big one. I love one, a good a medium tenderloin. One. It's gotta be I honestly don't like the ones that are gigantic. Yes, yeah, I'm with you. They're a pain to eat. So what have you ever had Dawson's tenderloin? No. What constitutes a good tenderloin? Breading's gotta be good, but I think it's just it, it's right. It's an, it, the size of it doesn't big. matter. It can be too big. It's just got to be, you know, something like that. Maybe uh, just bigger than the bun you're using. This may be before your time. Do you remember Cindy's or La Ranchera? Yes, no. I do remember Cindy's. Cindy's got the best tenderloins ever. Okay. That was like 80s, early 90s. That's that's a throwback. Danville throwback right there. That so. That is a very Danville throwback. I wish the IGA was still here. The IGA? Oh, yeah. IGA, and I saw a guy... So it was a friend of my brother-in-law, so my wife's brother's friend. He had, I forget who it was, I think he's from Daniel, but he had a JJ's hat. Really? Yes. I saw it. I go, where did you get that, and where can I get one? He's like, man, I found it at a Goodwill. Wow. So JJ's was like the ori- where Diesel's is now, and it okay. was like the original I want to say it was place. on the west side of the square even before that, maybe. Pro- it might have been. I might have been wrong, though. I'd have to ask Ask Pops about that one. but <clears throat> That's wow. before my time. Yeah, it's way before our time. I remember it as a kid driving by it. Yeah. 
never ventured in there. I wasn't obviously of age. <laughs> oh, so it was a bar. It was a bar. Okay. It was the local, local watering hole. The local tavern. Yeah. Yes. All right. Sorry, we got sidetracked on that. There's no apologies needed. So. Awesome. All right. I'll Mark. let you watch your Duke game now. Well. It's on a commercial. That's all right. It is on a commercial break. Uh, okay, Mark, thank you so much. Hey, excited to come in and do it. Had fun. So, good chat, and uh, hopefully the Warriors can pull it out. Pull it out this weekend. I think we're in for a good game. We are hopeful to join you guys again next week and talk about the highlights and talk about that state final preview on Friday, not Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. I'm getting I'm getting worked up just thinking about it. It's awesome. I cannot wait. I can smell it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Peace.